Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with the Laura from Aurora, real estate agent at John Green Realtor, Laura Salty Hedal. How are you, man? Oh, I'm on top of the world, Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen you in two and a half weeks. Only? I mean, two and a half months. Okay, because I was going to say. Right. Yeah, no, it's been two and a half months, right? It's... It's just nuts how the time flies, and and then it's March of 2018. Yeah, I can't believe that either. I think one thing or one place we should start today is to talk about how hard it is when you're starting a new business to like maintain your relationships, <laughs> because there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into starting your own business or your own hustle and shifting of priorities and I don't think people talk about that enough and then the feelings associated with that like when you start saying no to social obligations or you stop seeing your friends as much as you used to I mean we used to see each other all the time I feel like I saw you more when I lived in Virginia Uh, at this point (laughs) isn't that the truth no um that's definitely um touches me deep because um, of my family, how involved um, I'm also, other than a real realtor, a uh, real estate agent, I manage uh, my sister's optical, Eyes of Chicago. So um, along with managing, um, learning a new trade in real estate, real estate um, and before that you went to school for real estate and worked full time. Yes. And um, had my sister down the street, my mom around the corner, and my brother on the other side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. And that's just your immediate family. I mean, yes. The rest of your family is like in five minutes driving distance. Yes. A lot of them. So we are close, and it's definitely hard to say no. Um, and you have to... Learn to say no to be able to invest time in yourself and um, really allow yourself to grow. So, um, I'm sorry, can you come back to the question? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, what, let's start with what sacrifices have you made in order to like focus on your real estate business? Because that's priority right now, right? Yes, yes. Um, my weekends, first of all. So, you, you, I got into this thinking, um, okay. I'm going to be able to have a little bit more freedom, pick and choose my hours of work. But um, because I'm so passionate, it definitely consumes me. So not only do I have to say no to working 24-7, I also have to say no to, um, you know, some family activities uh, when we have um, mom cooking dinner and you just want to get together. But you you need to get home and... um, spend time with maybe your loved one or, you know, in my case, Gabe, um, or just go work out for yourself because all day you're doing things for other people. So you're, you're just trying to balance everything. Um, and so sacrifice happens every day and, uh, it's just a matter of picking and choosing what needs to get done. Do you ever feel guilty about 
some of the choices you have to make. Like if you're choosing to go to yoga instead of do something with your family or if you're choosing, maybe you and Gabe want to have date night, but it's also like family dinner night. Mm-hmm. Do you, Is there guilt associated with that? Because I do. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. All the time. I take a deep breath. You know, um, definitely. I've, I feel guilty, but it was kind of cool and uh, interesting you asked that today because yesterday at yoga, when I was making excuses to not go, mm-hmm. I said, oh, I need to leave my one job and go do things for my other clients. Oh my but I said, no, Laura, you need to go to yoga. You need to go get your workout in and, and everything will fall in its place. So sure enough, the what um, hit me was uh, the instructor said, you don't understand how this is a ripple effect. And wow. once you take care of yourself, um, you're really investing in everything else in the world because it's it's a ripple effect. And, and that's how you have to um, think about your business. Uh, and that's what keeps me coming back. So it's yoga. So that's... Laura time, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm telling her I get so sidetracked. <laughs> Why? What are you thinking about? No, I'm just, um, I, I get on my stories and then I'm like, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, but that was the question. So okay. what sacrifices do you make? And then prioritizing yourself, I think is a big deal. And I think they're maybe more so now, even like with talking with my mom that it's we're in an age now where people are understanding that like you also have to take care of yourself you can't just not not to say like yeah you have to work hard too you have to put in the extra work the extra time like you're working two jobs right now mm-hmm. what are you are you essentially working two full-time jobs or would you I, say yeah, I guess because really. you're working a lot <laughs> at the shop I mean, 26 hours is pretty close. I guess it's more than half part-time. Um, and then uh, the, I probably put in about 30 hours minimum in real estate per week. Wow. So. so you're working, I mean, are you working seven days a week or is there ever a day off, like a one full day off? No. They're just an afternoon or a morning or an evening off. Oh my <laughs> gosh, day. Laura! But I try. It all it all adds up. That's why if you make a little time each day, I found because I'm not that type of person that can, like, even if I try to really say, okay, I'm taking Sunday off, mm. then that guilt hits me. The guilt of not working. Not working. Yeah. And that I could be maximizing my time in, in a different way. So I, I come back and I'm like, okay, Laura, if you just do a little bit here, then you can have a little bit more ease of mind and then go, you know, handle the next step tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. See, I like having one full uninterrupted day off. Yeah. But even though, so like Sundays are my full days off because when I'm, I mean, I work... I have one main client, so I'm there two full days a week, and then I also am picking up some, like, side jobs on the nights and weekends, um, depending on the night and weekend. So, Sundays are the only day that is, like, my no. I say no to everything and everyone on Sundays, but even still, like, having a full day to myself feels crazy. 
and I sit there and it's so easy to like just check this email or just reply to this or just like post this on social media but I try not to do it because I think it's so it's like a one day vacation and if I can do that every week I mean I work out like Mm -hmm. but usually I'm hustling at the workout to get to work or to get to a networking event so it's not like a retreat Mm -hmm. so that's where I'm like okay Sunday's my day Yes. No, I get it. I get it. I just am not at that point right now. Um, and that I think that's just what helps me manage my anxiety. Because I've, I've tried the other way. Like, okay, I'm going to have one day. And then it never works for yeah. me. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, if I can go home and after 8 o'clock I stop working, then yeah. that's okay with me. So do or, you set those boundaries for yourself? Like, yes. Okay. So I have after recently. 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important. Otherwise, you never shut it off. Absolutely. Yes. And um, Bobby's great about that. Yeah. I tell her, um, uh, I just, I, it's Sunday afternoon. I just want to um, sit down and watch this movie, but I know I have this that I could do. It's a great opportunity to do it. And she'll just say, take a breather. And you have to remember, and it feels so good to do it, especially because Mondays are really long for me, Mm -hmm. but I feel that the weekends I have to take advantage of so much, like people not working and being in real estate. Right, because that's when they're available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have to make the sacrifices too. Yeah, I think sacrifice is a word that we just don't, like people don't say it. Like, they say, okay, yeah, work hard, but what what does that mean? What that really means, especially in the beginning of a new business, is sacrificing things. A lot of times I think it comes down to sacrificing the social life, especially at our age. Like, we were going out and trying to do things. Like, I'm single, so Mm -hmm. I'm never going to meet anyone now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm always working, and if I'm not working, then I'm networking, so sometimes I try to overlap it, but then it gets creepy. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's like not not a line I want to blurt necessarily. No. No, that's definitely a fine line there because you don't want people to take you a different way. I mean, that's, right. a, that's a different... It's a, like a whole different ballgame. Yeah, whole different ballgame. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been networking a lot with John Green? Um, or, like, doing any networking outside of that, like, any of these networking groups? I have. I did more when the weather was nice, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I've been very fortunate. We have a lead generation um, up city. Uh, he's... If you guys haven't heard of it, there's lots of opportunities through it. So, up city, uh, he started uh, PayPal. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant man. I'm sorry. His, I'm drawing a blank on his name. But anyways, so we get we get lead generations, and I've been very busy with them because um, usually it's more competitive where you have to claim these leads within like five seconds, let's say. Oh, and that's how like they, they email them to you. They actually send you a notification via an app. Oh. And then you have to, they'll say what era they're looking for and what price range. And you can claim it or you can say no, no. like skip. 
so you can still put claim and they'll say this claim is this um, client has already been oh assigned an agent. It's but, that fast. It's that fast. Like five seconds. And you where to... are these people signing up so that it's getting pushed out to you? They're going on like Zillow, oh. um, Realtor.com, and they're in- inquiring about a specific okay. um, property or listing or home, and then they're asking for more. Um, you know, more support, mm-hmm. and they're looking for an agent. So then Whoa. Um, they then send it out to us, and depend. I mean, it's it's kind of like a program that sent it out based on your rankings and, mm-hmm. you know, your ratings Whoa. and how the client, um, you know, gives feedback. So it's pretty cool that recently I've been getting phone calls rather than actually having to claim leads because of, me speaking Spanish. Oh. So I've had them calling me um, and have um, been having to say no to some people too because it's just not in my, um, you know, my area that my, of my expertise. So I have to refer them out. But it's, I mean, it's pretty cool that I've had them calling me and um, I can have that source. How is it with, so you speak, Speak Spanish at the at Eyes of Chicago, right? Yes. So like you've been doing optical Spanish. Yes. Let's call it. So now, how is the switch to real estate Spanish? Oh, a whole different world. <laughs> uh, it's like, definitely um, been a learning curve, and I'm learning so much. My confidence needs to to get up to where I can actually um, communicate better because I know the words but my confidence is not there yeah so are you just afraid of making a mistake yes but they know right like you're are you bilingual would you say you're bilingual I would say that yes yeah for sure but then I mean so there when you make mistakes in Spanish I make a lot more than you do like I can't even Mm. put a sentence together but (laughs) I can say some key words usually I can get what I need but no one ever, like, usually they correct you or they might, like, tease you a little bit, but usually everyone's pretty nice about it. Like, if you're making an attempt. No, this is true. This is so true, especially because they know English about as no, as much as you right. know Spanish. So. exactly. But at the same time, um, it's just so different, especially I'm having to kind of win them over on the phone mm. with, with how I've convey myself with yeah. my language uh, and my personality so when I'm not confident in the language um, to where I want to be then I can't really portray that oh yeah that's hard so then do you have people that are like okay bye like this is not you know fortunately I have it and that's why I have to be so you know Dang. less intimidated because you know, they, they're they excited that I'm ex- you know ready to jump on board with them um, but it's kind of like a quick interview. So it's like, it's like match, match.com. I've never really? actually done any of those, <laughs> but if they're like trying to, trying to make, uh, make a match where two personalities click, you're trying to portray that, but in a different language, it's just it's very different where at eyes of Chicago, I can do with my body language. I can oh, do with yeah. my smile, with you know, my eyes, just yeah. people can can feel your energy where on the phone it's a little different I can't express my energy 
So do they ever see what you look like before they call you or they just call you? They see your name, they see your last name, and they're like, oh, yeah, she must speak Spanish. Or they see, like, Spanish speaking. No, so they reach out to the company and the company reaches out to me. So they have no idea. They have no idea. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So, um, and then I, like, that's why in my email, which is kind of weird if you you put your picture or not. Yeah. But I like to put my picture because I want to show that, like, I'm friendly and, uh, you know, just people can tell why you're. Exactly. Persona, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, but it's so weird. I've thought about putting my photo in my email, too, like, even as my. Um, in the Gmail account, you can see it. I don't know why that's on there. Anyway, so, um, but I don't know if I want to do that yet because I don't know. It's so hard because networking, you find, I have found, and you probably have the same exact problem, that people don't take you seriously sometimes because they think you're younger than you are. They think like, or maybe not younger than you are, but just young and maybe naive and I'm like uh, okay that's fine if you want to yeah go um, that route but I don't know what to do about that so then I don't know if having my photo on my email would help me or hurt me I don't think it could hurt you because you're so pretty <laughs> it's just helping us yes um but thanks Laura I think it just it opens yourself up uh, for vulnerability maybe yeah. so it, it builds trust you think it builds trust mm-hmm. because they can see your face? Mm-hmm. I think so. And you don't, you're not a troll. So yeah. You're like, <laughs> this woman is gorgeous. She or can like, sell my home. Yeah. I mean, I guess also too, I don't like meeting people like randomly uh, on showings, you oh. know, like. Like a blind date. Yeah. Because I feel like they should be, they should send me their license, you know, for safety reasons, mm. but also because we're doing business. So if I'm sending a business email, I want them to know, you know, how I carry myself and Mm -hmm. who I am. And also so that when we go out and meet, that they can put a face with the name. Oh, that's a good idea. So you have, like, you have a photo of them, too. Yes. I ask them to send me their license. Usually when I introduce myself and I say, I'm going to set you up with a search or whatnot and send them my information Mm -hmm. that they can also do the same to me oh yeah that's interesting i haven't thought it well i guess most of the people i've been meeting with so far i've met somewhere else Mm. right now Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't know it's just kind of weird because you're entering these homes Mm -hmm. by yourself Mm -hmm. with these people you don't know right oh and that's like it's so easy to forget it but there's so many things that you're, you you really need to just be so cautious about. You know, you're meeting somebody for the first time in a vacant home. It could That's be... so crazy. You're, you know, luckily they, there's so many things out there that, um, and that we um, have with unlocking the houses that we can put, like, timers on okay. when we've walked into the house and things like that. So, um, so people have a general idea of, like, Laura's going to be here. Mm-hmm. And this, if the timer goes off or doesn't go off or whatever. Yes. Then that's for yes. concerning. And I always take pictures of the license plate. Okay. And um, I usually tell somebody where I'm going. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think about that part. Yeah, do that for you. Especially, you know, meeting new clients. Yeah. 
um, because you never know. The the cool thing is you can always people meet people like at the police station. Oh really? Um, yeah. Not that you need to take it to that extreme. <laughs> I just bring that up because just in case anyone was wondering. Yes. The police station is if a great doing... networking hotspot. <laughs> if you're doing exchanges on um, what's it called? You know, Buku and um. Oh, or even like, like Craigslist or something. Yes, let it go. In um, oh. Craigslist, you can meet them at the police station, and they'll then say meet. We'll do the exchange at the in the um, lobby. Really? Mm-hmm. And do you have to call the police station? Nope. They encourage it. They put it on the actually like the next door. Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm, website. I really like the next door app. Oh, me too. I don't take enough advantage of it though. I don't either, but I think that's how. Uh, mom found out about the handy guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but it seems so helpful. Oh, definitely. And I know people that have gotten clients from there, mm-hmm. like just seeing a small business advertise, and then you know, and that one guy was looking for a marketing person that you sent me. Oh, I yes. reach out to him too. So oh, yes, like yes. that's cool to just have this little community. Absolutely. So, yeah. do you utilize that at all? I don't. I haven't seen very many real estate agents. I don't think. Um, you know, I actually haven't. Um, I'm. I have used the Facebook pages that they have. That's like the Aurora. Mm. What's happening in Aurora? What's happening in Juliet? Mm-hmm. Or what's for sale? Um, I have posted the listing I have in Juliet on there. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. We have things like that. Yeah. But I, I, I think the big thing is I don't, um, I haven't dedicated time to it. I definitely yeah. am excited to have the, the money to build my team to be able to yeah. embrace <laughs> all of the resources that are available to us. Because I think that's a big thing with starting a small business is there's so many resources. Yeah. But there's not a t- enough time to dedicate to those resources. And utilize them to the fullest. And you have to prioritize. Yes. Because you don't have time. So you had to figure out. I think the number one thing is like figuring out where your target audience is. Yes. So for me, it's Facebook. But that's not something I use regularly. Like I don't have the app on my phone. Mm -hmm. I have the pages app because I manage people's Facebook pages. But I like Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so, but my, like my target audience is not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So like that is, it's like a weird dynamic I'm having to figure out right now. Yeah. And I think people get really overwhelmed by that. They're like, oh my God, where should I be? What should I be doing? But really you just had to figure out where your target audience is. Mm-hmm. And then wherever they are living in whatever app they're using, like that's what you should be pushing. Yes, Absolutely. Because, for example, we have, when we turn in our transactions forms, it um, there's options for our finance team passes it on to our marketing team, mm. and they will send out automatic, like, just, um, co- just one under contract, or, oh. excuse me, just listed under contract, um, recently sold, and then they'll put it in a radius of, like, two miles from where your property is but at the same time that costs 
let's say, like $115 to oh, send... One email? No, 200 postcards. They're oh. actual, like, postcards. So, John Green... That's the John Green Realtor Marketing Team that's yes. doing that? And then you, as an agent, have to pay the team to send that out? I believe our money just goes towards the postage okay. and the actual materials, not towards... Like, just being part of John Green, they already designed it for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that... I mean, because that's cheap to send mm-hmm. out that many postcards. But So that's cool that they have their own, like, plan. Yeah, it's really helpful. And, I mean, if you don't have the time to sign in or, like... Because what I found was much um, more beneficial to me was paying... I think it was $50. And I had a... I think it was two weeks and it was Instagram and mm. Facebook ad um, for one property and it was $99 and they um, designed it for me and then it ran for two weeks both on Instagram and Facebook like I said but then I hit myself in the butt Miranda because I was like shit I could have called Miranda yeah. <laughs> and she probably could have done that for like I could have done it I wait. So you what paid the hell? even if I paid that much and it could have gone to Randa. What the hell was I thinking? But but you paid fifty dollars for them to design it, and then one hundred dollars for them no. to advertise it. Total, the total cost I believe was ninety nine dollars. Oh okay. That included the design and the, the two week advertising. Yeah, yeah, I could do that for you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I it might so be mad. different because. I mean, I'm still, it is all testing, like those social media thing, ads, and it's all testing and like finding the target audience. So they might already have like the target audience locked in, or maybe they've already done the testing. And so they know like what images respond best or what copy responds best. I hope they've done that. Yes. You should ask I them. believe they have, because it's, it's called the Home Snap. Mm-hmm. And it's through MRED, which is a... Uh, who we pay for, like, our licensing number, our access to the MLS, and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they, I believe, that's why I did pay for the investment, because I I thought it was targeted specifically to the MLS and that area. So did they give you the results of your ad? Yes. Okay. But, of course, I didn't take the time to analyze them, which I'm probably, well, I'm going to hire you for um, (laughs) to analyze them. We've been talking about this for so long. (laughs) Now we can actually talk about it in real time. Yes, do it. Oh, my gosh. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers, love. Laura brought me champagne today and a bunch of balloons. You can't see it, obviously. (gasps) You should open up your other gift. On the podcast you want me to well just take that one out so get some so in this beautiful room right here oh. we have some green plants i'm oh uh, i didn't realize there was a plant in there yes that's why i don't want it to suffocate <laughs> oh my goodness it's so cute oh laura okay let's see what kind of flower it is i don't know what it is do you know I don't, actually. It says flowering upgrade, but it's this beautiful white flower with all these really pretty green leaves, and then Laura put some sparkles in it, like a little, um, what's this called, tinsel? Yes. Tinsel. 
and this cool sparkly thing. Oh my god, it's so pretty! And I have a confession because uh, you bought me that really cool bamboo plant when I started my oh, business. Yes. Like on the day, I had to throw it away. I'm sorry, oh, I okay. killed it. No ways. I killed it. Like I'm probably killing those. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, what I said it's when all I threw about. It away. <laughs> I was like, no. Oh my god, it's so pretty. Okay, let's. So what about when uh, starting a business is too? Yeah, you win some, you lose some. You can't please everyone. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. You can't please anyone, but figuring out... No, everyone. Everyone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not anyone, because or else I wouldn't have a job. (laughs) Because hopefully I make some people happy. Hopefully you're making some people happy. Yes. And they want to give you money. Yes. But how do you decide, not just like, okay, so you have clients. Yes. You find your clients. I find my clients. Mm-hmm. And we do that, and you get reviews, and hopefully word of mouth spreads. Like, I think that's the best form of marketing is word of mouth, especially in real estate. Oh, absolutely. So then, but then there's always going to be naysayers mm-hmm. on the side or, like, people that have zero impact on your actual business but have feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Have you encountered that? Yes. And what do you do? Um, your skin just grows a little thicker. You don't do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> you turn the other way. That's you turn the, the other cheek. You turn the other cheek, and you get ready for the next one to throw the punch. That's true. I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. It just makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Because that's all you can do about it, really. Um... But the thing is, and uh, is that you're able to sleep at night, because then you know that um, you can't let them get to you. First of all, right? Because uh, you can't please everyone. But you know that you. It, I take every day is uh, what would I want if I was in their position as a consumer, or mm-hmm. a, cl- a client, or a patient. Um, and we've, it's funny you say that because it was, I don't know if you guys know, it was just recently the full moon. Oh yeah. And in I my went to business. that yoga class. Oh, yes. Good thing you were there. There's one happening next Friday. Oh, we gotta go. Cause the best place to be is in yoga. Cause it's the safest place to play, be. People get crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you with the full moon and you just don't yes. know what happens. I know that we were talking about that at work. It just, it. People are off the rocker. I just can't. Sometimes I can't wrap my brain around it. But um, what happened to us, to sum it up, it was we just had somebody that. At the shop? Yeah, at the shop. That just, she wanted to do everything she could to tear us apart for no reason. She just was sad overall. <laughs> was she in person? Yeah, in person. She came in yelling, but nothing Ooh. she said made sense. Um, and so it brings you back to you can't rationalize these people. And you just say, I'm sorry. I've done everything that I could for you. I can't do anything else. And do you just keep saying I'm sorry or at a certain... Because when you work in the restaurant industry, right, you have to deal with crazies all the time. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do think from a customer service perspective, you had to say I'm sorry, like this is the best I can do right now. But at one point, are you like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Oh, um, when you have to mirror them. 
I don't think you you have to you have to be submissive. I learned that over the years. You don't have to say keep saying I'm sorry. You you uh, if they're talking to you loudly, you talk to them loudly. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Does that work? Oh yes. <laughs> what do they? I do? didn't think it would work. <laughs> they, it's just like peacocks or like <laughs> in a posture. Yeah, you're just like going back and forth, and they want somebody to kind of to butt heads with. Yeah, and then um, they're gonna go their own way, or they're gonna take a breather and be like, okay, we can talk rationally. It's funny. They, like, do 180. That's crazy. Yep. That's hard to do. I guess in your instance, it's different than, like, a restaurant because you're dealing with so much. At a restaurant, there's so much else happening around you. You don't just have one table or one crazy client. Mm. Not that, I mean, you guys always have a line of clients at the shop, too. Mm. But that's interesting. I've never tried to mimic the behavior. Yes. That's it. I've I learned that recently. Probably about a year ago. And I tried it. And I was like, dang, this really does work. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Yeah, it was funny because I don't want to say this. For, and the girls were like, dang, you were a badass. What did you do? And I was like, all I did was get on his level. <laughs> That's it. But everyone always tells you to like rise above, take the higher road, like try it. And I, Sometimes that really doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because um, that's how their mentality is. And it's, but you can't take the next step, though. You can't be, like, if they're not raising a hand, you can't raise a hand. But of course, if somebody's hit you, you're going to hit them back. <laughs> that's how it works. So, uh, kind of so comes funny. back to that. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's so hard, though, because. People, well, especially, so when you work in the restaurant industry, like, you have to deal with drunk people sometimes. And that, I feel like, is a place, I mean, drunk people are irrational. We know. Yes. (laughs) We've never been drunk before. (laughs) No. Never. (laughs) But there, so that's, you're not reasoning with a rational person at that point. So then Mm. you have a choice to make. And I feel like I've taken one of two choices. Never to mimic them, but I either try to be really nice and diffuse the situation and just smile a lot or I'm like nah bro we're not gonna play this game today the answer is no yes and then depending on who's on the other side like it most of the time either way I win because I'm competitive (laughs) I like to win but also I work there and I'm sober yeah so I don't have the same like drunk edge that these people do Mm -hmm. most people I feel like if you're I take the honesty route. So I'm just going to level with you. Like, dude, I think you're being crazy right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think the other bartender said that. Mm -hmm. So here are your options. Yes. No, no, no. There's definitely a time and place for everything. So, but it's cool that you've been through a lot of things and then you just know when to pull that card out. Yeah, exactly. So Um, I guess, I guess that's the biggest thing. You, and that's what about start what starting a business is all about is learning all the different scenarios mm-hmm. and just being patient that you're gonna learn it over time and you're not gonna have all the answers. Yeah. Uh, and that it's okay to ask people and it's okay people to tell people 
That's a great question. I don't have an answer for you right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get an answer for right. you. So, um, so I've only learned that over time, I guess. So it's great for yeah. You to I mean, bring you have to be honest with people because most people can see through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And if Absolutely. they can't initially, like if you're that good of a salesman that you can sell bullshit, eventually. Mm-hmm they will figure out that you don't really know what you're talking about. Like, so as long as you're honest up front, I think is mm-hmm. a big thing, especially for my clients too, because I'm going through a lot of the same things they are right now where I'm like testing and learning and growing and trying to figure out like exactly what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I think mm-hmm. that was my phone. Damn it. You're fired. So I think that, like, the testing and the growing and the be able, like, being open about it and being relatable. And I, at first, I thought it wouldn't help my clients. Like, I should be the the expert, the position of authority on the subject. But then sometimes they're just so relieved to know that you're all like, oh, you're the marketing person and you're struggling with this. Like, okay, so it's okay, because it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like, marketing is not black and white. Yes. There's no finite, there's no one solution that's going to fix it for everyone. And if you listen to marketing people like Gary Vee or Seth Godin or any of these people, they're all telling you different things. So you're like, okay. But at the end of the day, it's just, I think word of mouth is the biggest marketing piece ever. Like if your product is good or your service is good, people are going to talk about it. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. It's about the product it's about the service and it's about the details and sometimes you can only address the details when you have a big enough team mm-hmm. so i think that's the biggest struggle starting being one of one one of one yes yeah that's hard and building your team yeah because we all need a portfolio mm-hmm. I mean you know for me being a real estate I have to figure out which lenders I can trust which attorneys yeah. are good with commercial residential which attorneys are good with short sales which attorney is my go-to for questions about um, people that don't have socials and have tax IDs mm. you know um, and focusing on solutions. So details, focusing on solutions, and having the time to be able to dedicate to your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things. Yeah, that's really hard. It's just different people, but the same thing. Like I had to find graphic designers I trust and online marketers that yes. I trust. And like establishing a team without having the funds to do it myself yes under my own roof yes. I guess you would say yes. yeah that's hard building and, trust is hard and you're giving up that control you yes. know yes that's a big thing that's a big thing that's a big thing and that's hard to do when it's like the business you've created and the baby or the client that you have built this relationship with because mm-hmm. but it's not your fault it's not your personally Like, Mm -hmm. if you refer someone to a lawyer or Mm -hmm. I refer someone to a graphic designer and then that doesn't work out, like, what, I mean, we referred them, but it's not our actual fault. Yeah. 
I know, but we, I mean, we would, we would feel at fault. Yeah, we would. And that's what makes us different because we mm-hmm. pay attention to the details. Yeah. And who we're referring out to and yeah. if we would use them, you know, that's what makes us different. So, so being able to have enough time to, um, to fine tune all those things. Yeah. So how, uh, so I've been networking a lot and trying to like establish relationships and kind of really feel out who I trust. And I, I trust my gut a lot. I'm pretty good about that now that I'm 30. <laughs> it took a while. But I have pretty good intuition when it comes to people, and I trust that. Because when I don't, then it burns me. But how do you, like, in the business world, it's so different. Because I feel like there are always people like, yeah, call me. I can do this. I can give you a deal. And you're like, mm, I don't know. It's like a weird thing to navigate because if you say no to them, then you know you're going to see them at the networking event next month. Yes. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, there's no easy way around it. I was thinking that the other day because, shit, we were talking about uh, um, what our anxieties were. Mm-hmm. And my anxiety is having to call people back because you want to... Like clients or... Clients and lenders mostly, okay. like because they're they're trying to reach out to you um, to say, oh, you know, I can provide these services and and I I mean they're very valuable. Um, gosh, I wish I could be a lender and a realtor at the same time, and <laughs> encompass their knowledge and what we're taught because yeah. you're king of the world then, but. Um, Coming back to what I was saying, is we were talking about the um, client lender like networking and oh. how I, how calling people back gives you anxiety. Okay, so calling them back like they're they're calling me, um, Laura. Let's meet. I'm checking in. How are how's your business going? And I want to call them back and I want to check in because we have met and had excuse me had a great conversation. But there's not enough time in the day. And then I still haven't called them back. And I still haven't called them back. Mm. And I'm like, shit, that might have been a good um, resource that I just lost just because I haven't called them back. But I came to terms to say, you know what, just tell them. You've been going through a shift. They understand they've been through it. Just be honest. And that's what it's all about. So do you communicate mostly with these people via, like, actual phone call? Or email. Yeah. But I'm all about the phone. I make a connection with people when I yeah. talk to them versus just email. Yeah. And I'm kind of OCD. I check email and phone. <laughs> yeah. I, I do both too. But I think when you are starting your own business or maybe at any point, like if you're busy, then you get to this point where you realize like every second counts. Like if you're driving and for 10 minutes, you can make a phone call in 10 minutes. You're like, okay, I got to get in the call in the car and make this call. And then after that, I'm going to listen to this podcast for five minutes and then I'm going to do, and it's like every second counts. And I started realizing how much bullshit time I spend on other things like social media or Sometimes just being overwhelmed by oh, all yes. the things I have to do in a day. 
And it's hard. Because, like, sometimes I just want to get in the car and just listen to some music and not have to think about anything. But when you've got phone calls to make, or usually I have, like, a podcast or two I want to listen to, and there's no other time. I think that's where I come back to saying I don't just have one day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have a part of each day where I say it's okay to not talk on the phone, not call somebody back, um, just be present and be okay with dealing with it tomorrow. Because I am totally a, somebody that's like, why wait for tomorrow when you can have it done today? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. person. I know. And I get very anxious if I don't. Um but that's why I had to be okay with working every day, but allocating a part of each day to myself, mm-hmm. working now, um, to my honey, to yeah. my family, answering phone calls, and then also breaking those days up into weeks. I need to see my family every one week, every two yeah. weeks. I need to go see... My aunt has um, dinners every Monday. Okay, right. I don't need to feel guilty every Monday because I don't go. Plan on, I'm going to go once a month. Yeah. And then I won't feel so guilty yes. every month. But damn it. It's hard. It's hard. It is really. But I like your idea of planning. Like you're setting expectations every month. Like realistically. Yes. With yourself and your family. Like, no, I'm not going to be there every week. Mm. That's just... That's a fact. That's the same with my dad. Like, sure, I'd like to I see him every week. And mm-hmm. for a while, when I before I was started this, I was doing it once a week. But now it's like once a month. Mm-hmm. It's probably realistic. Yes. And then I try to call him in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And I try to see my sister once a week. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people that we prioritize. But we have not prioritized each other. No. At all. No, we haven't. We haven't. But I think also what's kind of cool about us is that we know if we're giving any time to ourselves that we're kind of giving time to each other. Yeah. Um, Because I think we both, like, respect the process. And then, like, mm -hmm. okay, if Laura has a night off, I would rather she go to yoga. Mm -hmm. If it's a choice, right? Oh, yeah. And it's always a choice between... Like, today, it was, like... I'm gonna. They didn't have yoga any other time than 4:30. Oh. I was like, but we're gonna start at 3:30. I don't really want to start later. Yeah. And I've been doing other things, so I was okay with it. Right. You know? um, oh, thank you for skipping yoga. But also, you have to think that, and I've always lived by. Um, it's okay to take a different path every day. Yes. To see different results and see how the day goes and. And try different things out. Deal with your anxiety. Life. Uh, yeah, it's never going to be the same well, every day. It's not. But pay attention to details. A That's detail. what makes people different. Right. When I was when I was really um, trying to get over my anxiety about doing this, <laughs> I was like, what am I going to focus on? What am I going to focus on? And everything that I came back to is that I feel good about details. If you pay attention to the details in your life, in your business, 
and how you treat people, how you treat your business, um, how you carry on day to day. If you pay attention to those details, it all comes together. It does. And then, so I'm so the opposite because I'm always like just, I like to focus on the end goal. The details are important to get to the end goal, but I Isn't like the nice? big picture. So I, I understand that what I do on a daily basis is super important to reaching my big goals, but I like to f- focus on the end goals. And that's why creating a plan for me, like just for, even just for my business, like my own, like on Mondays, I know that I release podcasts and I do all my social media scheduling on Mondays. And then Tuesdays, I'm with a client. Wednesdays, client and networking. Like Fridays is podcast recording day. Because mm-hmm. what better way to spend a Friday afternoon than to have some champagne or yes. tequila and talk to a friend? Like, this is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> How many times did we cheers? <laughs> I think that's why I focus on the details, on the contrary, and why um, we're yin and yang. Yes. We've always been a good fit. Yes. We're always yeah. complimenting each other. Oh, we didn't say this in the beginning. I was going to say this. We have known each other for 14 years. Since Friends we were 16, right? See? 14 thing. years. That's nuts. That's wild. Oh, gosh. And I mean, when you think about, so we fit well together. We have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Like my dad is Mexican. Your dad is Mexican. My mm-hmm. mom is white. Your mom is white. Yeah. And we grew up in that, like, I Two don't know. streets apart from each other without even knowing. With a mark <laughs> in the middle. Yes. <laughs> you gotta love it. You Girl. know what's so funny? Okay, we just had to talk about Katie Murph and their family, uh, right? Shout right out there. to Katie Murph. And Jamie Murph. <laughs> so, um, Mama Murph comes to the shop yesterday. She gets her glasses, Aww. right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been so great. I, like, we're catching up. And then I said, it's so. it was so funny. I was cracking up about Jamie cutting and talking about his ear. Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? And, uh, and she, like, gasps for air, and she's like, Jamie cut his hair? I was like, yes, it was like this big posting he made a big deal about. On Facebook, yeah. And he, of course it was a joke that went way over my head and yeah. she's like cracking <laughs> Wait, up. I had no idea what that meant either. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you're not alone. Okay. It took some Googling and then I was like, oh, he just cut his hair. Ugh. He's just making a joke about his ears being lower than his hair, right? Yes. <laughs> Over that goes. I don't know how that goes. Yeah, it was above, yeah, over my head, too. So, Mama Murph's like, no way. She didn't We don't know. have Facebook, so I can't believe he didn't even send us that picture of Aww. it. Um, so, I, she's like, can you send it to me? And I sent, I brought her around the um, desk right away, and I said, come on, look at it. And she was just cracking up, so I sent it to her. But... I forgot what we were talking about and how you missed that. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, we were talking about... Katie Murphy and the We grew up two streets apart and... Mercer in between. We've been friends for 14 years. Yes. Oh, and so... Okay, and we went to Ireland about this time. That's why... Uh, oh, I don't think it was about this time. It was in February. Oh, yeah. It was March. Cause, yeah, end of February and March. And then we went to Amsterdam. 
Yes. That's what we were saying. We're a good match because we've known each other for 14 years. 14 years. 14 years. 14 years. Do you know, like, so I've been reading a lot about the fact that it takes businesses four to seven years to be successful, deemed successful, and have longevity after that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, four years ago, I was living in... Virginia. I was in Virginia for four years, and it felt like a lifetime. So to tell me that my business is going to take four years, and it's only been six months. thats It's going to go so quick, though. It goes so quick. Like, I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary. Oh, my god! Which I think is wild. Um, so, shh, don't tell anybody. That is wild. And how long have you been at Eyes? Eyes of Chicago. Even crazier, eight years. And when do you think? Okay, so just so people have some background here, your sister started an optical called Eyes of Chicago, which is how would you explain it? Um, for people who don't know, what an optical is it's um an it's eyeglass a, shop. A, yeah, eyeglass shop. We have doctors and that give you your um, check the health of your eye, of course. So, like. Glaucoma, the nerves, ocular pressure, all of that good stuff. But anyways, we also give you your eyeglass prescription, and then you have one of us beautiful ladies uh, help <laughs> you um, pick out glasses. But the cool thing is we all wear glasses, so we know what's important. We've tried out lenses. So it's a little bit different experience. We know that you have a lot of options out there um, in eye care, and... It's a very personal experience when you go in there. Yes. Because you guys, I would say all of you are fashion-minded. So when you pick, like, glasses, like, when I'm in there trying on glasses, you guys are, like, looking at my face Mm -hmm. and then understanding, like, my round cheeks don't Mm -hmm. work with big frames because Mm -hmm. they get squishy. And it's just, like, it's such a personal experience, and I think that's why... You guys have done so well there because your customer service is so above and beyond. It's so personal and so tailored to each person. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think that's why we've um, been around for now, what, 07, so 11 years. Uh, And you've worked there for eight? Eight. And when do you think they hit their stride? I mean, they were pretty successful, like, from the jump? I'd say probably like year five. So five years. People told me that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like, I hope you're prepared. It'll be like four to five years before you're making like, you know, before this is a career for you, I guess. But I'm like, now, now the reality of that is setting in, that I've been doing it for six months. And I know it's a baby business. And you're, you've you been doing it for a year, your real estate. That's like... <gasps> Isn't that s- what's so exciting about it all, though? It's you have so much to grow. You've learned so much already. Yeah. And um, that you only have to make it till five years. That's so sure. Like, think about, um, you know... Because I don't know if a lot of people know. I was going to school first to be an eye doctor. So an optometrist. Oh, right. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so I was doing business school and biology at the same time. You were double majoring, right? Yes. 
Um, but then I was thinking, okay, I'm going to invest all this money into one career. So if you don't know, if you go to medical school, you're pretty much coming out with $300,000 debt. Yeah, a lot. Which is about a house. So think about it as another mortgage payment. So while you're trying to build a family, you have a mortgage payment to pay for schooling, and then you have a mortgage payment to pay for your house and yeah. how you, you want to live. I mean, obviously, a lot of people get through it, and they love it. But also, that's how you have to think about your business. If you're investing money into your business, you're going to come into some debt. You're yeah. going to fall into some things that shit you just had to learn from yeah and you didn't make money on because you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna make mistakes um but it's okay if fuck the press sorry excuse me you can say that (laughs) but if the president can go into bankruptcy (laughs) shit more than five times i know i don't know how many times but i know it was more than five times (laughs) i i cannot i don't know so i can't confirm or deny that i don't want to get political but if right, he can do it, and then be president, then anybody can do it. That's for sure. So, so it's an investment. It's an investment. You can't be scared. You gotta go for it. You gotta take the risk. You gotta put the time in that people don't want to do. Just like they tell you, people don't say it because it doesn't happen. They say it because they've seen it happen, or they've done it. Or they've yeah. done it. Or they've been through it and like, yeah, it sucked, but now I've reaped the benefits. Exactly. It's always going to suck in the beginning. Or else we wouldn't do it. Or else we wouldn't try. If we didn't hear a good result, if every time we heard that everyone failed and failed and failed and failed, nobody, I always come back to, pretty cool thing. So... For years and years and years, they didn't think you could get to the top of Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Once they did, within month, within a month, there was like several people that was also get able to get onto the mm-hmm. top top of Mount Everest. So until they knew it was possible, possible, then did they try it? Oh, so that's how we have to remember. People didn't think it was possible, and then they thought it might be possible and it actually is possible so you have to keep fighting for it you just have to keep going yeah i think that's great i want okay before we end that was like a really good way to end it but i just want to ask you because we talked about this what is one thing that you failed at recently like a failure that has just a failure not a big one or a small one, just like something that you failed at. Like because of what I chose I failed or because just something that didn't work out. Like you wanted it to work out and it didn't work out. Okay. So I had a real cool single mom that I was able to find her. Um, we went on a long list of showings. Anyways. We went past the inspection, great inspection. I was so excited. I got emotionally involved thinking everything's going right. Then something happened within her family. She had to cancel the contract. Mm. So everything that I was betting on, 
everything that I had invested my time on had just gone down the drain. But she was suffering something so much worse than I was, yeah. obviously. It was her family, her aunt, um, just recently was diagnosed with cancer from my understanding. Oh my gosh. So she was she was gonna give her aunt the money for the surgery. Rather than buy the house. Mm. Mm. So then on the contrary, well, well, first, like, what did that teach you? What lesson did that teach you? Definitely know what could happen. What do you mean? You can't predict anything. But you, but you know what could happen. Oh, like always being aware of your outcomes. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, see yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Like, it's possible she could back out of the contract. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I was, I had a little thicker skin because of that mm. circumstance. But when I just um, had this client that I'm working with, and his inspector was like, literally, don't buy it, don't buy it. Well, he wasn't being aware of what his end use was. But he was doing everything he needed to for my client, which mm-hmm. I was very happy for. And it, it definitely reiterated, okay, you're getting this property for these reasons at this uh, price. Right. So that it wouldn't reflect me badly because I did tell him, okay, I don't think you should invest into this if you're going to try to go this way or yeah. that way. So, I was a little uneasy at first on his reaction and the specters and how blunt he was being. But in the end, realizing how he's saving my ass, really. The inspector? Mm Mm-hmm. So, did the sale go through? It's going through. Okay. But at a much... We were able to negotiate a... Oh, really? Like, $20,000 less. Because of the inspector. Mm -hmm. So, is this a guy now that you built up a rapport with? Mm Mm-hmm. So you will use him maybe in the future? The inspector? Yeah. Or the, um, yes, I, I hope to. Mm-hmm. So then what's, what's one success you've had this week? So we talked about the failure. Um, Just like any, any small, big, personal, not personal. Uh, I guess the other success was in that same situation, like making him um, <clears throat> focus on what he was going to use it for and if he really wanted it. Yeah. It wasn't my decision. It wasn't his decision. It wasn't the inspector's decision. It was what he wanted out of it. Right. And knowing every. He was knowledgeable about all. Yeah. And he was in control. Like, it was his... Mm-hmm. He had the power. Mm-hmm. I think... I think that's ultimately, like, the client has the power. Mm-hmm. And if the client doesn't know what they want, it's not... It's really hard as anyone on the other side, a real estate agent or a marketing consultant, to tell you what you want. Like, if you can't sit down and, like be specific about what you want absolutely and I think that comes back to a saying that you have to always present the solutions you have 
and reiterate, okay, is this the problem you're having? Well, we can do this and this is, you're going to get this house or you're not going to get this house or you're going to have this help or you're not, you know? Yeah. They, they have to decide ultimately. Like the client has to decide. Yes. 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 Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Thank you. Thank you, Miranda. Love you. I'm so excited for you. Dude, you're doing the amazing things. Okay, we're going to end it now. (laughs) Love you.